Welcome to The Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. We at Cracked Rackets are thrilled to be coming at you with this one, an Australian Open preview. And of course, that is not possible without the support from our friends at MidwestSports.com. They have everything you need in the world of tennis gear, new rackets, you name it. Head over to MidwestSports.com and it will make your life easier. Trust me. The way they handle everything, shipping, it's phenomenal. You're going to love it and you will not regret heading over there. They'll get you taken care of. So we're incredibly excited. Uh, we love their support. They allow us to do this daily podcast um, every single week. And, you know, Today, we get to talk about something fun. Sometimes we're talking about small tournaments. Sometimes we're talking about college tennis. Today, it's the big one, the first Grand Slam of the year, 2021 Australian Open. Of course, there have been so many questions, uh, you know, so many things going on, so much drama down under with the quarantine, potential exposures, cases, um, everything like that, people practicing in their hotel rooms. But now it's looking like we are getting ready to rumble. The matches are coming up so shortly. So, of course, we have to preview Uh, what's going to happen. The action is just about to happen. The draws are out. We are so excited. So joining me to do just that, my guy, Matt Stachowiak. Matt, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. We are just about ready for some uh, Grand Slam tennis. And, you know, it always feels like you just, this is really the the actual start to the season, right? I mean, I know there's always a couple of warm-up tournaments in early January and everything, but once we get to this stage, it's like, okay, right? 2021, we're starting. This is it. Let's roll. So um, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, 100%. This is going to be a really, really fun tournament. So um, listeners, depending on which one you got to first, you may have already heard um, our men's preview. So this podcast, we're going to be focused all on the women's side. We're going to run through, do the exact same thing we did. So we're going to talk from all the way to the top down to the bottom. So we're going to go quarter by quarter. We're going to answer a few questions for you and discuss thoroughly. So we've got who are some potential seeds who may be on upset alert? What are those ones we're circling? And, and it, when the draw came out, they're feeling a little bit iffy. Who are those players and how could they get knocked out early? What are our favorite, favorite first round matches? So which ones are the ones that you need to definitely tune into on days one and two? Uh, and finally, who ends up advancing? How does the quarter shake out? And then of course, where does that play as the draw completely fills out and goes to a, to a champion in the end? So we'll work through all of that, but just like we did on the men's side, let's start at the top, Maddie. So the first, the number one seed, Ash Barty, playing in Australia. So that's got to help her just starting right there. Let's talk about her quarter. Uh, so we'll get into how we think this is fully going to shake out and who we think is going to advance. But first, let's talk about those seeds who are potentially on upset. And for me, you know, it's a big one right off the bat. Uh, it's Pliskova for me because she's got a potential matchup with Danielle Collins in round two, someone who has looked really good and put a huge challenge up against even Serena uh, very recently, clearly comfortable on the hard courts, can make anybody miserable. What do you think of that one? Yeah, um, not a bad call, Jamie. I mean, Danielle Collins definitely has that firepower, that capability, you know, to, to win that match. But so does Pliskova. You know, it's like that's going to be – there's going to be a lot of just banging ground strokes in that matchup if we do get there in the second round. I think it's fair to put that on upset alert. 
I'm not going to go ahead and pick that as an actual upset. I'm still going to lean Pliskova there, I think. Um, but a couple of the other ones that I had circled, just even in the first round, um, for me, somebody that I'm very high on, Layla Fernandez drew Elise Mertens in the first round. I think that's got to be upset alert. I mean, Fernandez is one of those players, super young still. She's only getting better. That has to be upset alert. And then how about Yelena Ostapenko draws Karolina Mukova in the first round, which is interesting. Ostapenko, obviously a Grand Slam champion, won the French Open several years ago. So, you know, just her pedigree and everything, that is a match where if you're the seeded player, Mukova, you've got to be on upset alert. Ostapenko can just take the racket right out of your hand. Yep. I agree with you. I had those two circled as well. Out of respect for Mertens, I, I tried not to take that one as seriously, but it's tough because Fernandez has shown us her potential level of tennis. And like you mentioned, because she's so young, it's only going to get better and better. Uh, the only other one I'd mention probably out of this section is the Martich. Uh, she's potentially taking on Rogers in round two. Um, there's some potential for an upset there for me, but I, I think you're exactly right. So let's go ahead and move into those first round matches that are must-see TV. And, and one is one that you mentioned right off the bat. That, that Mertens Fernandez match. Oh, I yeah. think, you know, again, I don't know if I'm comfortable calling it an upset alert, but absolutely is going to be a match to watch because at least Mertens is coming off of a phenomenal 2020. She was one like Sabalenka who consistently played, was consistently making really deep runs in almost every tournament she played. And so she comes in with a high degree of confidence, but she's going up against an up and comer who, you know, really doesn't have much pressure on her, if any pressure on her at all. So 100% agree with you there. That's got to be the number one one to watch out of this quarter. I think so for sure. And Jamie, I'm very high on Layla Fernandez. I, I like her game a lot. Tricky lefty. You know, can all the shots she moves well very solid ground strokes can place her serve pretty well I do think you know just in terms of her being so young she does need to grow into her body a little bit get some more power some pop on the serve but when that comes she's going to be a top player I guarantee you that so keep on the lookout for that one one of the other matches that I think in this quarter is interesting in the first round two older uh, players, veterans of the tour. How about Svetlana Kuznetsova and Barbara Streetsova? I mean, we're talking about two players that have been around what it seems like forever now. I mean, for years and years. Um, and that's just going to be an interesting matchup. You know, at this point, they're both playing just because of the sheer love of the game. They know that they're not going to win the tournament or anything like that. They're out there because this is what they've always done. They love to play. So, I think that's going to be a very spirited matchup in the first round, and, and we'll see who wants it more, but I'm interested to see that. Look, I always love a veteran pick, so I completely yep. respect that. The other one that I will probably circle, um, less so than a Mertens-Fernandez or a Mukova-Ostapenko first-round matchup, is the Belinda Bencic against Davis. I think the biggest question here, and look, this is going to be a theme for me throughout this draw, a lot of question marks because there are so many of these talented women we just didn't see enough of in 2020 for whatever reason, injury, not wanting to travel with COVID, tons of different reasons, but so many people we haven't seen in a while, and one of those people is Belinda Bencic. I don't know what her game looks like right now I can't even remember the last time I saw her play multiple tournaments in a row and was like yep those are consistent performances uh again this is where Gruskin wishes he could be on and, and go on a 10-minute rant about Belinda Bencic because you know she's one of his favorites but yeah I think I out of this quarter you have to be watching her just because I, simply I'm curious to see what her game is going to look like yeah, I think that's fair. And and Lauren Davis, she's so small. I mean, she just, she's a fighter. I mean, you know, she's going to compete. That's the best thing that she can do is just compete, you know, as best as she can. So yeah, I mean, Benchich, 
you have to be playing well. I mean, if she comes out and lays an egg, yeah, she could lose that match. But I fully, you know, expect her to get through. I don't really see upset alert there um, unless, obviously, she just doesn't have her game whatsoever. But I'm expecting to see a a fairly, you know, good-looking Belinda Bencic right off the bat here, I think. Yeah, no, hey, that's fair. Well, look, we, we hope to see that all of these players are in good form. Let's go ahead and move on to what we think is going to happen in this quarter. How is it going to shake out some of those players, you know, who may have upsets? Do they have the wheels to turn that into a deep run? To me, you know, it's Ash Barty's quarter, and I'm calling that for a reason because I don't see a world where she doesn't advance through this. You know, she just has so much dimension to her game that messes with other players on the tour, and she's so good at it. She's developed it. Um, she's going to have the home crowd behind her. I, I, again, I just don't see a world where she doesn't come out of this one. Now, who does she play against? If Mertens gets out of that first round against Fernandez, I like Mertens to go through and be the one that Barty eventually takes out. But to me, it's Ash Barty, and that's really the end of the discussion. Yeah, I agree with you, Jamie. I mean, it's similar to the Novak quarter, right, on mm-hmm. the men's side where, hey, they're at the top of the draw. I really like both the draws for Djokovic and Ash Barty here. I just – I see her getting through. I, I like the variety in her game. She's at home in Australia. You know, maybe a tricky fourth-round match with Annette Contivate, uh, possibly, but – even then, I still favor Barty. I just, I like her draw too much here. I don't really see, you know, players within this section where I'm like, yeah, they're major threats. So I will take Ash Barty as well. Yeah, I, I think you just have to at this point. Unless we see something, you know, that is really going to tell us otherwise, I'm going to favor Ash Barty, especially yeah. at the home slam. So let's go ahead and move on to the Kennan quarter. Sophia Kennan, this is her section of the draw to win. Uh, will she do, Will she do that? I don't know. We'll get into it here because I think there are some interesting players in this quarter in particular. Let's start, you know, just as we did with the last section. Who are the seeds on upset? Because for me, you know, there's not that many. This, this is a pretty short list for this one, but uh, there are a couple names that I circled. I guess the first one was Putin Seva, um, just because she's going up against someone in a Sloan Stevens in round one. Now, has Sloan Stevens looked great in the last, well, at this point, couple of years? No. Uh, but again, it's sort of what we talked about on, on the uh, ATP preview side. It's a respect play here. I'm saying this out of respect, that pedigree, um, the, the, the level that Sloan Stevens has reached, we know she can get there and win matches and so that's really the reason that I'm circling this round one potential upset yeah and I like that call I I had that one as well um in fact I mean I would really like that's a match that I'll I'll pick Sloan Stevens I mean just outright um you know as as the upset there I I think that's a good call that this it's pretty straightforward the other match that I'll mention and I kind of hope we get it but a potential second round match of Coco Goff and Alina Svitolina. Mm-hmm. I think that, I hope that could be upset alert. I mean, Coco Goff, you know, again, still so young. She will really have to be playing her best tennis. But I think if she's on, I mean, if she is absolutely playing at her peak, that could be a match that, you know, could potentially be upset alert for Alina Svitolina. You know, she's just, Coco is going to have to take it to her, right? Svitolina is going to play a little bit more defensively, just rally from the baseline. If Coco can play more aggressively, I think there could potentially be some upset alert there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. I do think the seeds are pretty much going to get through um, and hold for the most part in this quarter. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned Svitolina. That's the other name I had circled as well. And, and look, yeah. she comes into this and, and she's a high seed. She's about the yeah. five seed. And so she's expected to, to hold that pretty well. But, you know, you look at her draw, it's not an easy one. She has Buskova in round one. That's not a yep. guarantee. And then as you mentioned, it's it's Coco Goff or you know, Teichman in round two. None of those are easy matches. So I, I'm with you there. She's, she's not going to be loving her draw at this point. Uh, but let's go ahead and move into the first round matches for this quarter that we think are the ones to watch. Uh, you know, for me, there's a couple. I'll list one. I don't want to take them both from you. To me, it's Azarenka Pegula. Uh, do I fully expect Vika Azarenka to win this? Yes. And then I'll get into why here in a little bit. Uh, but I think that's going to be a really fun one. Pegula's got a, had a chance to make this a really interesting match. Uh, we've seen how she can play on the hard court. She can be very dangerous, but Azarenka too good, I think, at this point. But one that I will for sure would like to tune into if I have the opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. I had that one circled as well. Pagula, remember uh, last summer, Jamie, so good in the world team tennis. I mean, was mm -hmm. outstanding on the hard courts there. So I hope that's a really competitive match. I would love to see a three-setter if, if that's the case. I had a few others starred here as well. How about Christina Mladenovic against Maria Sakari in the mm -hmm. first round? Now, that match is interesting. Sakari's a seed, but Mladenovic has that capability again to make this you know, a really, really interesting match. So that's one that I'll want to tune into. We talked a little bit, a little bit about Coco Goff and Jill Teichman. They actually just played a match uh, this past week in one of the warm-up events. Um, you know, so that was interesting, fairly competitive match there. So I think that's another one to watch just because they just played like several days ago and now they get that matchup again. That's always kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, and then again, Putin Seva, you mentioned this one as your upset alert mm -hmm. against Sloan Stevens. I think that's a must see first round match just because we've got a seated player against a former grand slam champion. That's technically the underdog, you know, the, right. the unseated player. So those would be ones that I'm all watching. I think, you know, in terms of those first round popcorn matches, this quarter has quite a few of them. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot to circle. I, I think for me, you know, there's going to be fun ones, but not that many potential upsets. I mean, look, especially yeah. with what we've seen in, in women's draws at slams over the last, I don't even know how long, you know, an upset's always possible, right? You know, you could be looking at the, at the draw in the quarters and you're like, oh my God, there's like two seeds left. What just happened, right? Yep. And so you never know how these draws are going to break based on, uh, you know, who's feeling what, especially with these best of three matches, you know, one good, a couple good sets gets you a really weird and wacky draw that you weren't expecting at all. So that's what, all, that's what always makes this part um, of the event so much fun. So the other thing I'm going to mention before we talk about exactly how this draw is going to break out for the Kenan quarter is Jen Brady is quietly lurking in this section and I didn't really know how to bring her into the conversation other than what I just did because you know I feel like she she deserves some mention here and some yep. discussion because she can be so dangerous on a hard court and so I think she's going to get an opportunity but I'm just not sure where exactly she fits into this draw other than being that dangerous lurker yeah so here's what I here's what I hope happens Jamie I hope we get a Kenan Brady fourth round match right that would be in the that would be in the fourth round, round of 16. And I think that's possible. I mean, like you mentioned, Jen Brady, I like her draw. I really yeah. do. I mean, she's got a good first couple of rounds. Maybe she matches up with Kanta in the third round, which I think is winnable. I really do. And then possibly Kennan in the fourth round. I would love to see those two go at it, Kennan and, and Jen Brady in the fourth round. That would be ideal scenario for me. Um, and at that point, yeah, who knows? Maybe she could beat Kennan. She's definitely got the ability to do so. Um, 
so yeah, Jen Brady could definitely make a run. It's just hard to say because in this quarter, there's so many other players, right? I mean, yeah. Ken and we've got Azarenko, Sakari, we've got Sloan Stevens, Coco Goff, Svitolina. There's so many players in this quarter. This is going to be one of those sections, Jamie, that as we get to like the third, fourth round, everything's blown up, right? It's just yep. going to be like, oh, God. I mean, you know, so we don't know how this is going to play out, but uh, hopefully Brady can make another run because I was, you know, really enjoying watching her last year at the U.S. Open. And, and if she can keep that form, she can go. She can go deep. Yeah, absolutely. Has the potential to do so. So let's let's get into it. You know, let's talk about what actually you think is going to happen. And and for me, look, it's called Kennan's quarter, but to me, it's not the same as Barty's quarter because Kennan really yep. doesn't have the same ownership um, over this section of her draw. Look, she she's got some potential to win. You know, a couple first matches maybe with with relative ease, but after that, she's in some trouble. You mentioned the potential Brady matchup, which could be a really fun one. For me, though, the most dangerous person in this section is Vika Azarenka. I think she's going to come out and I have her um, advancing through and taking this quarter as her own. I do too. I agree with you, Jamie. I, I think that's the, the way it's going to break down. It, it just, there are some dangerous players though, right? Like a Maria mm -hmm. Sakari when she's on her game, I mean, there is upset potential there again, Sloan Stevens. I wouldn't expect it based out of what we've seen recently, but mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if she ever turns it on her athleticism, the way she can cover the court and hit, I mean, just very clean groundies. I, I think, you know, there could be some potential there. Spinalina, you can't write her off as well. I mean, she's just so accomplished. So I think it could go any which way, but at the end of it, when I'm looking at this, my my confidence does kind of sit with Azarenka. So I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna take Azarenka over Kennan um, to come through this section. Yep, uh, I'm exactly with you there. Well, all right. So far, we're in agreement. Two out of two. Um, let's move on to the third and, and see if anything gets a little more interesting. A little little spark of disagreement between us. So this is the Osaka quarter, um, and you know. For me, well, again, we will get into exactly how we think this will play out, but uh, there are some pretty big players in this one as well, although I I have a confidence in a couple of these players, and, and I think this, out of all of the different sections, I don't necessarily see this one getting blown up as much. The one thing for me in this one, though, is I just have a lot of questions about players we've seen strive and get to greatness, but I don't know where they're at right now. And so we'll start there for me, because the seeds on upset alert, for example, uh, Andreescu and Kerber, I have no idea where they're at right now. Obviously, we saw the highest level from uh, Andreescu more recently, but didn't really get to see much of her, uh, you know, in the last few months or year. So I have no idea where her level is at. You know, she comes into this as the eight seed, but is that a deserved eight seed? I have no idea. So that's that's the one that, regardless of who she plays in the first couple of rounds, I'm I'm gonna circle her as an upset alert just because I, I I'm not confident in the form. Yeah, I think she's the biggest wild card in the entire draw. I mean, there's no question about it. She could just come out flat out and win the thing, right? Yeah. She could win the tournament or yeah. maybe go down in the first round, right? I mean, she plays Boozerneski. I mean, you know, again, I, would I be shocked either way if she loses first round or wins the tournament? Probably not because she is that good. We just haven't seen her. So it's clearly a wild card there. You mentioned other players, you know, like um, Kerber. What about Muguruza? She's in this section of the draw. What are we going to get out of her? Petra Kvitova. Again, somebody that historically has made deep runs. You know, I, when I'm looking at this, I just don't feel like there's going to be any, like, major 
first round upsets. Like I still like Kerber to get through. I still like Muguruza to get through. I still like um, Kvitova to get through. So I don't know. I mean, Anz Jabor is in this section as well. She's been playing better recently. I expect her to get through. I think the seeds are going to hold pretty well in this quarter, Jamie. I really do. I mean, Venus Williams is in there. Obviously, you know, Wang is the uh, the 30th seed. That, you know, is that really even an upset if, if Venus gets through and they match up in the second round? I don't know. I mean, maybe it yeah. is, maybe it isn't. So, you know, it is what it is. But in terms of all these other seeds, right, Andrescu and, and Muguruza and Kvitova and Kerber, Osaka – I like them to get through at least their first couple of rounds. But, you know, when I look at this quarter, the one that I'm most confident in is definitely Osaka. Yeah. No, I mean, look, you mentioned that there's a lot of names. There's a lot of big names in this quarter. Yeah. And it'll make for some really interesting tennis. And, and how this draw will break out is, you know, somewhat up in the air. But you mentioned it. Most of these people I have a good amount of confidence in. It's really just the people like the Andreescu who I just don't know. Uh, and so it, that's the exciting part, right? We get to wait and see what happens. So let's go ahead and talk about the matches, the matchups that we do know will happen. And that's what we see in the first round, how this draw has broken at least for, um, you know, what we'll get to see right off of the bat in the first couple of days. And look, which ones are the matches that are most interesting? I, I feel like you could make a case for a lot of these, but uh, for me, I, I got to go with more of the, the veteran play like you had, the Flipkins against Venus Williams. Um, just again, this is probably more of a respect pick out of anything. It's like, it's fun to see these players. Are they still, are they at their best? Absolutely not. But is it fun to see them go out and compete and battle just because you know that they want to do that? I mean, look, they wouldn't be going through all of this, you know, quarantine stuff and all of the ridiculous restrictions and, and guidelines. And again, don't let me call that ridiculous in terms of it's a bad thing, but it's insane all the stuff that they have to go through just to compete, especially for someone who realistically doesn't have a chance to come near the title of this thing. It, it, it's commendable that they're willing to go through all of that because of the love of the game and because they just want to get out there and compete some more. So again, out of respect, I feel like I have to pick a match like that and, and watch them play. Yeah. Uh, that's a good call, Jamie. I'm going to throw one more at you here. And, and this one to me, again, is, is super interesting. Again, veterans, how about Sway Shea against Svetana Parankova, right? Parankova's a mom now. She was yep. off the tour for years. She was gone, forgotten about, and then she comes back. Shay is like the typical country club player, right? I mean, she's like women's 3.0. She's out there slicing balls like Jamie McDonald does. And I mean, it's just one of those matchups that is just so much fun to watch because of the game styles. I mean, they're going to be slicing and dicing and that's going to look like a match. If you pull up to a country club and you're watching league play, right? Women's 3.0, 3.5, whatever. This is what you're going to see, but it's just on the grand slam stage. It's kind of funny when you think about it that way. Again, most people, casual tennis fans, they're not going to pay any attention to that, but hardcore tennis fans will actually get a kick out of watching that one. So I have that starred. I'm going to tune in at the very least. 
Stokowiak does not respect the slice. I've got that jotted down in my notes. What do you mean? No, I'm not (laughs) saying I don't respect it. I'm saying I like it. It's fun to watch, right? It's going to be a different matchup, you know, from a lot of these other players like the Kavitovas and the Sabalenkas that are just banging the ball around. Um, You get a little bit of a different flavor with these kind of players that have to use their variety and really more, it's more mental with them. They don't rely on the physical tools because they don't have the physical tools it all comes down to the mental side. So that's really going to be a mental battle. I think that match goes deep into the third set. Yeah, very, very possible. Well, you know, I think we're both in agreement that regardless, you know, it's not going to make a huge difference on what happens in this section of the draw. So let's go ahead and talk about the serious part. You know, how is this thing going to shake out? Who's going to come out of this section? To me, this may surprise you. It's called the Osaka quarter. I'm going to go with Muguruza. I think she has looked so good. She beat Kennen like a drum the other night. Uh, I wish we got to see her face Ash Barty. That's going to go on tonight, I believe. But, I mean, she beat Kennen, what, like two and two? I mean, Muguruza has looked very good, and we know what she can do when she's dictating play very well. The conditions aren't going to be horrible, like you mentioned earlier. Actually, I think you probably mentioned that on the men's pod. But like you said, the conditions appear to not be terrible. Muguruza is going to be able to be comfortable comfortable hit the ball look I, I she just appears to be in a really good rhythm and have some confidence right now so I'm going to stick with Garbine Muguruza to, to come out of this section can't do it Jamie cannot <laughs> do it Osaka man they, I just I, I really like what I've seen out of Naomi Osaka I mean just the serve and the, I mean just the confidence I mean it just seems like she has such complete control over her game I I can't do it, man. I'm going to take Osaka over Petra Kvitova to get through this section. And I feel pretty darn good about that. I, I, I mean, if we come back to this later on and it's not Osaka, I'll be very surprised. I really will. I think she's a pretty big favorite in this section, at least in my opinion. All right. Noted. I mean, yeah, hey, she is the favorite of this section. Let's be clear. But no, I think Muguruza has just looked that good. She deserves that sort of thing. Now, I have been burned. I will say it openly. I have been burned on a Muguruza pick uh, or two in my past. So, you know, have I maybe just not learned my lesson? Perhaps. But I'm still intrigued by it enough to, to give it the world. So I'll say Garbun Muguruza going to come through this section. So we have, in fact, diverged in our picks. We disagree. You think Osaka. I think Muguruza. Let's go ahead and see what we've got for the fourth and final quarter of this draw. It's the Simona Halep quarter. Um, she's always got a quarter of one of these, man. She has been at the top of the WTA for so long now that I can't remember the last time there wasn't a Halep quarter if she was healthy and playing. So this one to me is a very, very interesting quarter, kind of like our discussion around dominant team section of the draw I mean there are just so many big names and people who have done you know stuff at the very top of the women's game within this one and I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out again hopefully we'll get some idea and it sort of bounce ideas off each other and what's going to happen as it closes out but whew, there's a lot going on and, and at least at first I have a kind of similar um attitude to you that I think the seeds are going to do well to start because when I look at the seeds on upset alert I mean who do I pick the 32 seed Kudrimatova because she's got Kostyuk in round one. Is that yeah. even an upset? Like I, right. I don't even count that as an upset, but technically by the numbers it is. And, you know, do I think Lee could make a round one technically upset against Zhang? Yes. But again, what are we talking about? That that's not a really like top seed. So to me, there aren't major upsets that, that I'm worried about for seeds in this one, but do, do you have any? 
Yeah, I mean, the only other one I would throw in there, Jamie, is Allison Risk. Um, mm. She does play a young up-and-comer Potapova um, yeah. who has has some skills. That could definitely be upset alert. Risk coming in as the number 24 seed. Right. I hope it doesn't happen. I want Allie Risk to get through that. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I, I do see quite a bit of chalk um, in this quarter of the draw. There are a lot of players, but – I just like the seed so much. I mean, when yeah. you look at Asabalenka, when you look at Serena, when you look at Swatek, when you look at Halep, I mean, I just, I, Rybakina is another one. I just, I really like the seeds, the top seeds in this quarter. Yeah. And I do expect them to move through. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Well, with that being said, let's move on then, because I, I am absolutely in agreement there. And the only two real, you know, the only three C's we really talked about there were what, 31, 32, and 24. So, yeah. you know, that that's not a serious upset by any means in my mind. So, yeah, let's talk about those first round matches. And, and again, it was purposeful that I didn't circle this as a serious upset alert. Could it happen? Sure. But uh, Rybakina taking on Zvonareva, I think it's going to be a fun first round match. It's one that I'll tune into if I have the opportunity. But again, like you mentioned, I expect expect uh, the expected player to move through here. And, and same thing, I, I'll go ahead and put it on the list, Serena against uh, Siegmund. But yeah. do I expect an upset there? No. Maybe if Serena had looked really bad recently, but in the match and, and you know what she had been playing, what was it, the exhibition match against Osaka? Looks like some good tennis. Serena seems to be in decent form, at least certainly decent enough to get through uh, you know, this first section or at least the first part of an Australian Open draw. To me, I, you know, those are my first round matches. I don't know if there's any that I'm missing from, from your angle. I like those choices, Jamie. Um, the only other ones, we kind of already hit on these. I do want to tune into the Risk and Potapova match. I, I think that could be very interesting, kind of a popcorn first rounder, as well as Kudermatova and Koscik. Again, we said, you know, upset alert, is it really even upset alert? But hey, forget the upset alert now. Let's just talk about some good tennis to watch in the first round, right? Yeah. I think Kudermatova Koscik could be very entertaining to watch. Um, so along with those, those other matches that you mentioned, Serena, of course against Sigmund I expect her to get through uh, but those are some ones to watch at least in the first round yeah 100%. Well, okay, sounds like we've got that covered. Let's talk about how this one's going to shake out because to me this is really where the interesting part starts cuz I just don't know, right? I mean, you've got so many people lurking big names in this one. You know, out of the top half, realistically, it's probably going to come down to Sabalenka or Serena. Um, in the bottom half of this, it's probably going to come down to Halep and Sviantec. And, you know, we'll spend a minute here because I still just don't know how good Iga Sviantec is. Obviously, we saw her play at the French Open and it was lights out. The level that she was displaying match after match was simply ridiculous. I mean, she just looked that good, but it is that going to be repeatable? Is she going to come in here with that sort of consistency? I mean, we've seen this before where someone has a surprise run to win to the French Open and then haven't seen much else from him. Looking at you, Ostapenko, right? And so we've seen that happen. And so is that a repeat of what we're seeing now? I hope not. I really hope not because I love the way that Sviantec plays. And yeah. you know, I think I think she's a great presence, especially as a young sort of up-and-comer on the tour. But we've seen this sort of thing happen. So I, I don't know. There's a ton of players. I think it's going to come down to those four though. Sabalenka, Serena, Halep, and Sviantec. Is there anybody I'm missing or is that kind of how you see it too? No, oh, that's, that's kind of how I see it too. Um, I mean, really any of those, any of those players can make the quarters. There's no question about it. I wouldn't be shocked any combination there um, that we see in the final eight, but, but for me, I'm going to have, I'm going to go with Sabalenka over Halep. 
to, to make it um, out of this section. I have been burned, similar to you, Jamie, where you've gone with Muguruza in the past and have been burned. I've stuck with Sabalenka from the beginning. I, I just absolutely love her game. It's fun to watch. Um, I've been burned, but I'm going to go with her again. I mean, she's been hot, man. I mean, she has been winning matches at an unbelievably high clip. I'll take Sabalenka over Halep uh, to come out of this section. I just think Serena, at you know, at this time, she's – She's not getting any younger. Um, I just think, you know, her time is, has passed a little bit here. Um, Sabalenka is still on the rise. So that's how I see it. I know. Sabalenka has just looked so good. It's one of those things, though, that her level and her wins just keep going up and up and up and up and up that I yep. think, oh, eventually she's going to lose one. Oh, eventually she's going to have a bad stretch. And at least for the last while, she just simply has not. Um, and so, again, similar to you, it's, it's hard for me to pick against her right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, I'm going to just throw, I'm going to throw it all away and just go, I'm going to say Serena. I think wow. eventually, she, eventually she has to get another major title uh, and, and the longer it goes without <laughs> does it. Does she though? Does <laughs> she? Not. You know, why, why does she? Uh, why uh, does she have she, to get another one? Because she should have and <laughs> she's well, blown it. So. <laughs> coulda, woulda, coulda. How many people have been in that situation, Jamie? I know. I know, but you know, look, I, I think – so here's the other thing, too. Is Serena at her best level? No. But is her good enough good enough to win the Australian Open? Yes, it is. And so I think if she gets to that good enough level, which to me I think she can get there, based on what I saw, like I said again, in that exhibition with Osaka, I think it's there. I mean, I think the tennis is there. Is that the same dynamic? Absolutely not. Is it the same as stringing together a lot of different matches uh, all at once to get to the finals and then win? No, absolutely not the same. But – I think that she can do it. And Sabalenka, yes, she has been red hot, but you never know what goes through somebody's mind when they have to play Serena Williams at a major. That's just difficult. To me, you know, honestly, Halep is the more dangerous one to, to Serena there because she has played, you know, the top players at the biggest stage and she's gotten to the very top of the game. So it, it, that's where I see that dynamic kind of breaking. But yeah, I'm sticking with it. It's probably a terrible pick and, and you can roast me for it later. I have no problem with it. Give me Serena coming out of Halep's quarter. I'm fine with it. All right. All right. I'll remember that. This. Uh, I'm sure we'll be roasting each other. Actually, probably not because our picks are going to be all over the place. I remember the last time, um, what was it? The French Open last year. Yeah. I was I was way off, man. I was way <laughs> off on these picks. So honestly, I'm not expecting much. Um, but we'll see. If I have a good opportunity to roast you, I, I might just take advantage of that. I would expect you to do the same. Yeah, not, nothing too too low of a blow. Well, honestly, you know what? I say Serena moving through, and I'm going to stick with it for this quarter. But, you know, uh, God, the people that she'll have to get through to get a title, I, I don't know if this is the one. So, uh, regardless, I look, I said it, so I'm sticking to it. Serena comes out of this quarter. Let's talk about the rest of it, how things break out. So, to recap the listeners, out of the top, we've, cut, we've got Barty coming out of her quarter, quarter, excuse me, Vika Azarenka coming out of the second section. That's originally Kennan's quarter. You have Osaka coming out of the third. I have Muguruza. And finally, uh, you know, I've got Serena coming out. You've got Sabalenka. So from here, let's start bottom up. What do we think is going to happen? Me personally, I think Muguruza is going through and I'm taking that. I'm confident enough in her game that, you know, look, if I'm picking her for this part, I'm picking her all the way through because I've been that impressed with her level. What say you? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess you have to, right? You don't really have much of a choice. If you're going to go out on a limb like that, you got to ride it out. No, I'm going Naomi Osaka. So Osaka over Sabalenka um, in this semifinal matchup. Uh, again, Osaka, it, it, to me, it's similar to Novak, right, on the men's side where – 
I just, I haven't really seen anything that would want to make me lean away from that pick. I just, I think she's the favorite. I like what I've seen out of her. Um, I think Osaka beats Sabalenka to get to the final. Okay. All right. Well then let's, let's move on to the top half. Then Uh, we have Vika and we have Ash Barty. Who's coming out. I've got Barty. I do. Okay. I, I think, you know, again, the variety, I think the home crowd advantage, you know, her just being comfortable. Vika's had a good run and, and yeah. she's been playing well, but I think, you know, it's been a little while since we've seen Ash Barty, right? Play at this stage. She didn't play the French Open, right? She was out. She didn't, um, you know, play that event. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ash Barty over Azarenka in the semis to set up um, at least in my bracket, Ash Barty versus Naomi Osaka in the final. Yeah. Final. All right. And you, to be clear, you were saying Ash Barty, you hadn't seen her because she didn't play the French, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah, she hasn't – she didn't play um, right. those so, last – last couple of majors of, of last year. So it's been a little while since we've seen her, you know, on this big of a stage. Right. Right. But I still think her being home, you know, in Australia, that's going to help. I do love her game, the variety. So as tough as Azarenka is, um, I will still take Barty. Yeah, no, I I was just asking to clarify, because I was curious, you know, how that was sort of playing in. Cause it's like, we haven't seen her, but we know the level she can be at it. So I, I was yeah. just curious to, to hear your thoughts there, but yeah, I think Ash Barty, that's a, that's, that's more than fair. Um, I think for me though, I'm going to go with Vika Azarenka, the, the level that she displayed toward the end of 2020, particularly on the hard courts, we know what she can do. Um, so I'm going to take Visa, Vika Azarenka to come out of that top half over Ash Barty. So my final is set up Muguruza and Vika Azarenka, and I'm sticking with Muguruza. It's a wild pick. I'm going for it. I think she can win this whole thing. So here we are. One of us is getting roasted. I'm either going <laughs> to roast you in the first round when she loses or you're going to roast me when she wins the whole thing. It's going to happen one way or the other. Um, yeah, you might as well write it out, though. Again, like I said before, you kind of have to at this point. I'm taking Osaka um, over Barty in the final. Again, it's it's like I just mentioned, I, I don't see a reason at this point to pick against her. Um, I just think she's in full control over her game. She's confident in every aspect, movement, ground strokes, serve, return, you name it. She can do it at the highest level. Um, unless something goes drastically wrong, as long as she is playing, you know, up to her potential fairly high up there, um, I think Osaka can win the Australian Open. Would not be shocked at all. No, she certainly can. But if I may, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a last word and a last thought on this, but a little bit of reasoning behind the Muguruza pick. I mean, I don't know if you've gotten to watch her much in this, you know, this warm-up event in Melbourne, but, dude, she has looked so good. She wins the first round 2-0. and She takes out Pavlyuchenkova 1-2, and takes out Kenan 2-2, and takes out Von Drusova 1-0. and I mean, she is just lights out right now. And so if she can keep that up, obviously I'd love to see uh, this match that she's about to play against Ash Barty this evening to, to see sort of how this shakes out. And, you know, if she gets killed, then this pick is just going to age even worse than it already might. Uh, but she has just looked so good that, that I, I have a lot of confidence in her game because she's clearly feeling very good at this moment. Yeah, you're right. That's that's fair. And, and you're taking the player that's hot right at this time. Just remember, Jamie, she's going to have to go two straight weeks here, seven matches. I know. Best of three sets. There's still a long way to go. So she's going to have to stay on this form for another couple weeks. Can she do it? Maybe. Uh, you might be right. You might look like the genius here. Or... <laughs> 
Does she run out of gas? Does her game go a little bit down? You know, I don't know. I just think when she's in the Osaka quarter, I just think it's a little bit too tough. If, if Muguruza would have been placed in a different quarter here, I may have been more inclined to pick her, but I just, I can't do it when Naomi Osaka is lurking right there. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. Believe me, I understand. But uh, I just had to at least give my give my statement a bit of backing because she has looked that good. And and you mentioned it, though. It is really hard to, to sort of maintain that sort of level. So, you know, I do I feel as good about my pick if she goes out and loses to Ash Barty tonight? No, probably not. But it's sort of in the same vein. You have to lose sometime, and so if it breaks up the the pressure of oh I've gone this many matches without losing, does that help? I don't know. There's there's different ways to spin it, and look, we could talk for a very long time about what lead up tournaments actually mean. Um, you know, do you take a lot of stock in them? Is it a bad idea to advance really far through them? Because I know when we were talking about the men, you mentioned it. How many miles is Sinner putting on himself right before a really tough first round match? Those are all very valid concerns, and and that that happen when we have lead up tournaments right before majors, um, especially especially in a situation like this where it's, it's a unique setting and tons of these top players are having to play them because everybody is down in Melbourne already. Look, it, it's an interesting dynamic. It's going to be a really, really fun tournament, regardless how this shakes out. I think for the most part, we agreed that there's some top players who have the potential to win this. You know, the Ash Barty, the Vika, the Muguruza for me, Osaka for you, definitely. Sabalenka and Halep coming out of the bottom. There are so many players who could absolutely win this tournament. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. You got any final thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, that's what makes the women's game so interesting. Is And, and you didn't even mention players like Kennan, Jen Brady, Serena yeah. Williams. I mean, Bianca Andreescu, right? Sure. What about – like, there could be so many different players that make a run, go deep, get to the final, win the tournament. Um, and that is a little bit different on the men's side. I mean, we know for the most part, Who's going to be there at the end on the men's side? I think we have a pretty good, clear idea of that mm -hmm. within the women's game, and we just don't know. So um, it's going to make for an interesting, you know, couple of weeks, no doubt. Yeah, 100%. Well, hey, thank you for hopping on, Maddie. I know it was uh, it was late notice, and but look, it was worth it. You and I haven't uh, gotten to talk and, and be on a pod together for quite some time. So this was good. Uh, we got that out of our system, and uh, perhaps we can make it more of a consistent thing. I don't know if we'll get back to our Wednesday mini breaks every week, but uh, maybe we can get some more of these on the book sometime soon. So look, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I absolutely have to give a huge thank you to our super producer, super producer Daniel Westoff. He is down in Stillwater right now with Alex Gruskin. They are covering uh, the Women's ITA Indoor Nationals. So pop over to that stream if you haven't already because it's a ton of fun. And Gruskin is, uh, look, he's giddy. He's like a little kid getting to commentate uh, tennis that's right in front of him. And he's doing a phenomenal job talking to the players and coaches afterward. It, look, it's COVID, so it's Zoom interviews and whatnot, but we're making the best of it, and it's a ton of fun. So like I said, hop on over to that stream if you have not checked it out already. Also have to thank Midwest Sports. They are the ones who allow us to do this day in, day out. And so we really wouldn't be there. Uh, wouldn't be here without the support uh, of people like Midwest Sports. MidwestSports.com, they've got everything you need. So that's a wrap on the, today's mini break. Maddie, what do we say? That's a break. All right, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you.